Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with February 19th, 1921, Part 6, pages 297 through 299. February 19th, 1921, Part 6. Finally, General Mokjetsky reproached me for being involved in politics. When and where, I asked him. The Belarusian paper Nasha Dumka reported that you participated in an evening program held at the Lithuanian High School on February 16th commemorating Lithuanian independence. You even applauded a speech by Father Stankevich in which he declared that Vilnius ought to be returned to the Lithuanians, said the general. Very well, I answered him, but when I also took part in the celebration to honor the formation of the Lithuanian-Belarusian division of the Polish army, and when I participated in all the Polish national festivities, that was fine. I was present with you at the recent patriotic program given by the Polish students at City Hall, and at the time we both applauded. There was nothing wrong with that, was there? I believe that all are my children, Poles, Lithuanians, and Belarusians. I have to serve them all equally. I must rejoice and grieve with them all. But tell me, what would the Lithuanians have said to me if I, who so often attended various Polish celebrations and ceremonies, had ignored their invitation and refused to come to their program? I must be shepherd to all, without distinction." Meanwhile, His Excellency, Bishop Bandurski, had come in. He supported my position and helped me end this unpleasant conversation with General Mokjetsky and Archbishop Hrinyevetsky. His Excellency, the Archbishop, continued to complain that he was being sharply attacked by the press. He had asked Father Towochko to answer these un tactful comments, and publish a rebuttal. He mentioned the paper Strasch Litvi. He turned to me and spoke heatedly. So these newspapers of yours, emphasizing the word Vasha in Polish, dare to speak about an old man in such a fashion? I calmly replied that I myself do not own or edit any newspapers. Then I added jokingly, after all, we have only those papers which are permitted by his honor, the general. When I was left alone with, uh, with General Mokjetsky, I said to him in all seriousness, tell me, sir, whether the presence of his excellency, Archbishop Hirnyevetsky, his interviews published in the press, and finally all his activities here are they not purely political, with a political objective? And if the archbishop himself is engaged in politics, what am I to do with other priests? How can I forbid them to get involved in politics or to defend themselves when attacked? All that I am doing is trying to calm the people down and to restrain them as much as I can. And if I had not done so, hostilities would have been even worse, and the results unfortunate. I have tried to reconcile all the nationalities, Belarusian, Lithuanian, and Polish. 
I have done my best to make peace among them all, so that they may live in love and harmony. But, sir, you cannot demand that I attack the church, attach the church to any particular political party, nor condemn the Belarusian and Lithuanian priests while you praise and honor the Polish clergy for the same thing. Do not expect me to forbid Belarusians and Lithuanians from doing what I allow Poles to do. Let us make a few distinctions. If the priests violate your laws and directives in political matters, then you, sir, can look into it and investigate their activities. You certainly have the means to do so. And if proof is given that a priest has transgressed canon law, then, without doubt, I shall punish him. From all that happened, it was clear that the general had been roused to action by Archbishop Hironievetsky. I left with His Excellency Bishop Bandursky. He admitted that I was right. He also complained about the activities of the index, how their actions are obstructing the implementation of the wise political policy of Marshal Pilsudski and are detrimental to Polish interests. Well, in this last entry, uh, Blessed George writes of his dialogue with the last part of the entry, Blessed George writes of his dialogue with the Polish general who accused Blessed George of being involved in politics. He mentions an article in a Belarusian paper called Our Thought. Blessed George points out that, the, that he attended gatherings and festivities for the Lithuanians, for the Belarusians, and for the Poles. He tries not to favor one group over another and to not involve himself in politics. He is present as the shepherd of all. Then, Blessed George found an ally in Bishop Bandursky who supported his position. Blessed George wrote that the conversation with the general and the archbishop had been very unpleasant. But Blessed George kept his cool and his sense of humor even when there were heated accusations against him. The archbishop mentions a newspaper, The Guardian of Lithuania, which was printed in Polish for Lithuanians who knew Polish. It ran only a few months before the Polish authorities confiscated it in April of 1921. And the general had censorship rights over the Vilnius press and he had already exercised them by closing down several publications. Blessed George asked the general when alone with him about the obvious double standard. The archbishop was free to give political interviews while others couldn't. Blessed George would have preferred that no priest or bishop got involved in partisan politics. Blessed George was trying his best to get his whole flock to follow Christ in harmony and love. And Blessed George perceived that the general had been pushed to take his positions by the archbishop. Bishop Bandurski agreed with Blessed George in this meeting, but he was also involved in politics, favoring the other Polish faction, the followers of Marshal Pilsudski. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, 
You surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace, and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.